Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. First of all, you need to calm down. I can't calm down. <laughs> you need to relax. How? This is this is big. I didn't think it was that big, and now you've got me nervous. Yeah, you freaked us all out. The heroes fended off the scorpion attack. You hear a sound from above. It sounds like a huge engine or something, mechanical or steam-powered or who knows what, starting up. And all of a sudden, the chain goes taut. What? And took to the sky. And you look down at the bottom of the chain, and it's starting to rip out of the ground. (laughs) Oh my my god. God. The castle is taking off. But as they closed in on the castle... Metra hears... And all of a sudden... A ballista bolt comes flying at Dalgrith. What? Roll for initiative. Oh, oh come on. Man. We can't see them. How do they see uh, us? Its defenses came alive. And flying towards you are two creatures. Has a bear's torso and a head, clawed oh. ape legs, and a furred tentacle arm. The adventure continues. And they shriek out. Ah! Now. Isn't it nice to record some Giant Slayer during the day on a weekday? Crazy. <laughs> this Crazy. Is the dream. Unheard of. <laughs> this, is, this is the life. <laughs> Grant, you were remarking this uh, about an hour ago when we were setting up. You like it, buddy? It's all, it's all because of you. I do like it, and I appreciate it. Uh everyone out there in the nation supporting us to get to this point to be able to do that. It's crazy. We used to just shove into tiny apartments each other so we're never meant to have seven people and all the recording equipment in a <laughs> stinky little corner. I'm plugging air conditioners, getting angry, getting drunker as the day went on. <laughs> uh, but I got to say, um, the light of day, it cleanses everything. Um, so... There's going to be a lot less cheating from me going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start telling the truth on all my die rolls. You know, I yeah. forgot that we used to do this in apartments until you just said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a long time, we recorded in a studio at night only. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That was the whole middle part. But yeah, the very early part was just apartments, coffee yeah. tables. The yeah. very and, early part was like two years trays. long. Yeah. yeah, I have no memory of that. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> very <know>. little. <laughs> it's like you know, we have a new baby, and uh, my wife will be like, "Do you remember when Archer was?" Uh, I'm like, "No, no, I've blacked that all out, and I've blacked out this uh, those early days." Well, Grant said that. I'm like, "I remember that we did that, yeah. but uh, it's been so long. Now we've spent more time in a studio than we did in an apartment." Yeah, I, Aaron just showed me a, like a, a video of little Joe from. Uh, I guess he was like nine months or 10 months and he's like on a little play toy thing and he's just squealing. Ah! And I was like, I have no memory of him looking like that or being that size at all. And she was like, well, this was January 2019. I was like, oh, the first month that I went uh, full time for Glass Cannon. Yeah, that makes sense that I have no memory of that time of his life. <laughs> I didn't encounter the boy in that whole month. <laughs> I hadn't seen the boy. Uh, no, I mean, I even got to spend more time with them at that time. But you also realize in retrospect that like your brain is elsewhere all the time mm-hmm. uh, when you're doing this stuff and putting up a bunch of shows and everything. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's nice to do this during the day. It still takes a long time. Like it would be nice to be uh, back in book one doing this during the day. It'd be so much easier. It's so nice. Like five eps a day. Five eps <laughs> book one. <laughs> now it takes so long just to do one app. And I mean, I'm sitting here and I literally I spent almost eleven hours yesterday prepping not only the this episode but like the possible future episodes and i still feel fully unprepared and i just read something right before we started recording i'm like oh yeah i'm never gonna remember that like it's just there's just so much stuff and i I, you know to me all i care about is we have a good time and i think we will i think we're about to have a really good time things are gonna get complicated and and hopefully we can take our time and, and do our best with it but like there's just no you're never like all right i'm fully prepped there's, that just doesn't exist anymore, at least at this stage of the game. It's just, there's just so much going on. And the caldera, the caldera, I was, I was hoping we could hang out there a little longer. Uh, as excited as I am that you guys are up near the castle, there was just like a lot going on in the caldera that has been totally skipped and is now no longer part of the adventure. And it's really made me realize like, we are going to finish this book this year, I think, because uh, that might just be what high-level play is. Like, I don't want to do that. Let's just go do this. Um, well, I, didn't I even think, think you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. In Our first sense? encounter in the caldera, you were like, and they're snapping the chains to release the castle. It, it felt unbelievably stressful. It never occurred to me for an instant that we were just going to like let the castle fly off and explore the caldera for Oh, a while. I know. Yeah. It did never occur to you. You guys left and like let's go take five days off like the adventure wants you to just go do it right now and i tried to impress that upon you but you guys didn't want to do it and so there are huge huge penalties because of that um which will make an already very difficult book all the more difficult um but then when you finally got in there ramped it up and it's still like it's just if by going to the tower first it changed. It cha- kind of changed everything. Everything. The clock had to be turned upside down. Um, so it's just really interesting. You know, I, three or four encounters that you completely skip. Tons of information, treasure. It's gone. So no longer part of the adventure. And I think that's that's kind of fun because there are other people that would tackle the caldera completely differently. And you think that they would tackle the caldera by not taking a rest from the Titarian fight? They would just walk right into the caldera and start exploring. I think every group is different, but the it's written in a way that it assumes that you do. And if we didn't fly, I don't in think you could do... finish the Titarian fight and then go straight in there. And in a way, it's kind of written that way. But yeah, um, I, I just don't understand the, pris- the, yeah. the prisoner's ring. There was like that, that whole yeah yeah. So he knew the second the Titarian went down that that castle had to go. So I just mm-hmm. don't really understand the logic. Well, it's not necessarily that the castle had to go. It's just that you're coming, and right. so now they're prepared and if we go into the caldera without flying reconnaissance so invisible flying reconnaissance is that what ruined it for us no like we I think every group at this point is going to have a caster that's able to do either invisible or flying or teleport um if we just walked into the caldera and went exploring would the ballista from the top of the tower have been able to see us from anywhere in there and be firing at us within wherever? reason but it takes range penalties based on how far away you are um, it can shoot a thousand feet Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, oh, it so, can shoot. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah, you'd be in initiative, like as soon as you walk in the caldera. Yeah. yeah. And then never. And it's leave meant it. to be that way. It you, never felt like an option at all <laughs> to explore. To explore. Yeah. You know, because at least if we we took some time to get ready, but we spent that time healing and preparing rather than being threatened constantly. Right. So. Right. Right. And you, well, you also walked in and jumped right to the top of the tower in the middle of 
the, the you know the craziest fight in the caldera and so by neutralizing that uh it changed the the speed in which things are happening um but you know there's a lot of going on in the tower that you were unable to to really look at and so it's just it's really interesting i'm glad you guys are up here but you're about to see our entire game is about to change. But oh dear! <laughs> I think I think we might have explored the caldera, but there are two things that took longer. One was fair and identifying the hammer of thunderbolts and figuring out what that was, and mm-hmm. how long it took for Nestor to find someone to retrain him. Right. Also, our healing and shopping, but that could have been compressed without those two items. But I don't regret doing those things because those things both seem like they're preparing us for what's up there. So the question is, in the trade-off. Is whatever you said, things are going to be more difficult now without whatever treasure and however. Intel. Probably yeah, and Intel mainly, yeah. and whatever else they prepared inside. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, bump in difficulty um, equal to or less than how much more we are prepared now with all the items we have and Nestor having that benefit? So it's, it's difficult for us to say without knowing. Yeah. What was the benefit again, Skid? What did you retrain? I don't remember. I, th- I can't remember. Okay. I got I got clustered shots, but I can't remember whether I retrained. I think I retrained my dazzling display, which is like take a full yes, I remember round two. But I I never had enough time to do that to spend a full round twirling my bow around to intimidate people. <laughs> I just didn't have a chance to do that. So. Yeah. This didn't make sense, but clustered shots is awesome, right? Okay. Yeah, so. and also like you're, it's pretty clear that like this is it. You know, you go up there, it's not like oh, go visit the forge tomorrow. You know, right? I mean? you, this is it, and so I just, to me, having the castle just take off right away without giving you that opportunity, it's just shitty. It's just I'd rather have it play out in other ways that will slowly unfold over time. That to me is a lot more interesting for story. But I'm I'm excited you guys are up there. I was inter- I was trying to figure out how you would do it. Would Metro just fly up and then tell? Would you teleport? Out? How would you do it? It's so it's so difficult. That's why everything had to be round by round, movement by movement, because every decision you make has a repercussion. Uh, there's so many things in this adventure. It's like when they get to here, fifty percent chance this 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 or this will happen. And roll all those checks. Oh, like, oh. It sounds like a total nightmare to prep. I oh, don't, I don't envy you at all. Yeah, this it's is... a nightmare. And then you get to you do all the other prep it's like all right let's just deal with this one encounter and then you look at the encounter and like i just want to go home i don't want to do this this is so <laughs> no i mean i have been we have all been this is starting to get painful this is starting yeah. i've been watching you just squirm for 18 months over this it makes me never want to gm any pathfinder adventure over level nine yeah. like I, I just don't want to we got to commit to tpks by the end of any book three yes Yes. Yeah. So none of us have to ever experience it. This is the added thing. It's like, and listen, anything could happen, but there is a very strong possibility that this will end in a TPK. This is so fucking hard. And so I've already started thinking about contingencies for that, for the story that we're telling, not the game that we're playing. Uh, and it's just crazy because we're going to go through all this and try to play it as close to the rules as we can. And then you're going to go through all of this, get to the end, and just die yeah it's uh, i have no interest i'm so excited to introduce four new level 16 characters four episodes before the end of the series well there's a lot of other characters sitting so out there stupid. there's a lot of other characters sitting out there which is good and important getting them to the castle is my problem they'll all be dead too yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah like, then they die um, right we we have to like sit down we have to see the whole fight and then sit down and build a party exactly opposed to that specific fight <laughs> to beat it. Like, yeah. like you did with Skirkadla, basically. Right, yeah. exactly. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting though. Is it going to take two times? Uh, for it is so. I'm telling you, eleven hours. I looked. I sat down. I, t- I took a couple breaks here and there, and I was like, oh, eleven. I got to stop here, and I am not even close to finished prepping. Like even this this first level of the castle, there's just so much going on. But I, I think that's why you see a lot more in in video games, particular particularly high fantasy ones characters being so overpowered by the end of the game and unleashing holy hell those are all variables and math and numbers that are being crunched behind the scenes that a computer can do very easily but it Mm -hmm. becomes more and more onerous that's why mythic adventures are cool but they're often like overpowered and difficult to manage and high level play is like that too it's at a certain point there are so many variables in each character sheet, what they can do, and the amount of die and, and modifiers that um, I think it honestly sometimes lends itself best to like computer games for those power trip fantasy type level role yeah. playing. Yeah, like I'm playing Demon's Souls right now, and I just wiped out a level, and I got to the boss, and I fought the boss like 12 times, and I'm not even close to beating it. And I'm like, I could beat this if I was so much stronger if i had if i just built my character a little bit differently and so i've been reading online and people are like yeah just go back and do that boss fight later go you've done that level you've got everything on level come back to that boss later um it's the man eater boss fight yeah sucks it's also a nice thing that you have that option yeah you guys don't have that option. no we don't have that that was the end of because we have because we have to obey obey the rules of coherent narrative (laughs) (laughs) well do you remember when we played in merwin's second campaign this was this goes back to skid joe and i when we played our first first game we finished our first long multi-year campaign then we started a second one that really didn't last that long and very early on we went into the sewers yeah. And we fought one encounter and then we got to the next encounter. And I think it was round two when our GM was like, you get the feeling that this is an undefeatable enemy. And it was the first time that we, since we had been playing together, that we were like, so do we leave the combat? <laughs> like, yeah. are we supposed to come back here later? And it felt like a video game. Like that option just never really presents itself, at least in the, our podcast version of the show to be yeah. like, you know what? Let's just tackle this boss after we're, 15th or 16th level like you yeah all right well are you gonna run out of there and then i've done it flying castle i've done it before uh by just flat out giving players the cr Mm -hmm. but you know based on like a knowledge (laughs) roll i'll be like this is the cr because otherwise anything i describe to you about this you're gonna be like oh we're heroes and we can defeat this winged demon you know what i mean it's like well if i just give tell you this does that translate so that what your characters are looking at is like oh that's something we cannot possibly defeat uh, I, I remember one particular scenario, PFS scenario, there is a demon that you is f- pure flavor. Uh-huh. And, uh, flavor demon. Yeah, the flavor demon. <laughs> and like the players like tried to, to fight it. It's really the background, a giant like colossal demon. It's like a background to an encounter that you're actually in. I think I played this scenario with you. I think you did, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like one of the players just started like shooting like their bow at that <laughs> instead of like the little boss that was like in the room with them, you know what I mean? And I was just like, how do I... Um, the creature is CR twenty five <laughs> yeah. that you're shooting at. So I, def- that, I think I was in that room. I, I remember was saying that. <laughs> but just as, as it translates so that your character understands, this is unwinnable. <laughs> yeah. Was that the game? Was that the game that, that Kevin played in? 
the longest game ever the in the museum <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh yeah no, i don't remember what it was but uh well, it's fun. <laughs> this is more of like a glass cannon live strange aeons talk but i'll bring it up again at some point in book one of strange aeons there's a cr17 creature that you guys didn't come up against uh, oh, really? and you're not wow. meant, you're not meant to do anything with it like even if you were to x y and z and i'll talk about it at a future glass cannon live when those happen again uh but like even if you have to really go out of your way to provoke it and then it could just like one shot kill you uh, with its mind but like I'd, ne- I'd never seen that before i remember the first time i was reading it you know, usually it shows you the name of the room and then the cr and i was like oh that must be a typo and i read him like that is not a typo. I hope they do that, and you guys didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's actually cool. There's something like that in spoiler alert, but there's something like that in Rune Lords. That's cool. That's, I like that. The I potential. Do too. The yeah. Potential. Yeah. And if you get pushed too far, you just die, and yeah. then you learn. We really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Going to miss. Let, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you guys are up. You guys are up on the castle. This thing is flying away. And as I said, everything is about to change. Uh, you mean, uh, even as you guys were going up the chains last episode, in the middle of the episode, I realized, like, I wasn't really interested in the scorpion fight anymore. That was just about, like, can they chip away at some damage at you? Can the big black scorpion get to go before you guys to be able to really screw one of you up? Once that was off the table, really became buff flavor to me at that point. Like, let's see if I can take a little damage. I don't think I'm going to hit on the claw attack with these babies, but have them struggle a little bit now they're up the chain and you're at the top you guys get to the anchor point i think baron got there first rolled a perception check and saw that 30 feet away or so is an opening into the rocky base of this flying cloud castle the whole time you've been going up there have been uh, every other round these ballista bolts coming down and with pinpoint accuracy through an otherwise uh, concealed location. You're in these clouds. You can't see more than five feet in front of you, but someone can see you through the clouds firing. Boom, these ballista bolts hit one of Metro's images, but if I'm remembering correctly, didn't hit any of you. You get to that anchor point, you fly over there, and then suddenly you hear the sound of wings as creatures come flying at you. That's not all that happens. You left a part out in the cliffy? I left a kind of important part out because as this is happening... Why'd you nerf your cliffy? Something else happened. <laughs> you nerfed your cliffy? Totally nerfed my cliffy. It's a semi-cliffy. <laughs> as... Isn't it terrible when you find out later that the cliffy wasn't as strong as you thought it was? Yeah. <laughs> your doctor can help. <laughs> I swear to God, this is the first time it's happened. <laughs> a raging semi. Um... <laughs> As you hear the sound of the wings, remember I said that the the the, the hole going into the uh, into the rocky base it's about nine feet uh, wide, square, um, plenty of room, plenty of room for giants to fit in. Maybe something bigger than giants would have trouble in there; they'd be squeezing. Um, but it's big, it's wet in there, and it's cold. As you hear these flying creatures. Gale force winds start blowing out of these propulsion ducts, creating a windstorm effect. Oh, no. The windstorm effect is going to have some repercussions for you because the castle is now moving away from the volcano. And as it does, this air comes flying out. What happens in the windstorm is pretty simple. If you're inside that duct, 
Ranged attacks are impossible. You cannot make a ranged attack if you go inside of that duct. Outside, I'll say the wind spreads out. You're okay. Well, maybe I'll say in front of, if you're standing in front of the duct, you can't do it. Yeah, we'll say anything in the direction of that duct. Ranged attacks are impossible. To try and move against the wind. Let's say, you know what? I want to move into that tunnel. DC 10 strength check, if you were just walking. Since you're all flying, it is a DC 20 fly check to move against that wind. (laughs) You know what? Throw a minus A to that fly check as well, and all sound-based perception checks. Because it's just like... (gasps) Blowing wind out at you. So it's effectively a DC 28 fly check. Effectively. To try and fly in there. It's a windstorm. And, against my better judgment, I'm taking you to this map. To show you a little more. Why is it against your better judgment? Because once we're on the map, that's it. This map... Is stupid. We're crossing the Rubicon? We're crossing the old Rubicon. Okay, well, let's not be too hasty. We could just end the podcast here and go home. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it's not a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, I can already tell from after you're open there, Troy, that um, I would enjoy my day much more if recording and I just went home. Because this is going to suck. It's going to be tough. May I ask a question that seems strange about this? Hold on. Something about... The way it's a tunnel, and when I first saw this thing, I thought it had to have been propelled by, like, magic means. But with, like, a tunnel, it reminds me of, like, how ships work and how, like, the hovercraft that S.H.I.E.L.D. works on and Avengers works. Like, is this mechanical? Are we sensing magic from this wind, or is it... It was uh, a magic engine, they told us. A magic engine. Okay. It's going to be something that Baron is probably, his his mechanical engineering mind would be very, very interested in. And yeah. now another piece has been added to your uh, your knowledge base. Okay, so it uses some sort of propulsion duct. Right. I thought it would just be magically floating. But it, the duct. Interesting. It might be magically floating, but it's being propelled in a certain direction by Got it. this, the wind. If you were to look up at these winged creatures, you can see, as I mentioned, up on the platform, beings. Very large beings. Perhaps the beings that were shooting ballistas at you. You're going to see them as well when I take you to this map. Yeah, because that's where we have to go. Yeah. I we mean, have to just fly up there. There's Nestor, no other option. Well, let's just go to the map, and then we'll talk once we see that. I really don't want to do this. Here we go. It's not that I don't want to do this because I don't want to play this. I'm excited to play this. Um, it's just, we're here now. We're in book six. We're in the end game. I've taken you to the map, but you need, may need 15 minutes to find the small space on yep. the map where yes. the uh, encounter is going to take place. Oh, wow. Whoa. What are the things on the chain? Are those the winged creatures you spoke of? Yeah, you want a little zoom in on these, Johns? Ooh. Please no. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll pass. That's what they uh, look like. Oh, my God. They look more like um, cats than they do winged beasts. Yeah, what I say? Bear with a wings of a something? It's a very cool creature. Yeah. Very cool art. Yeah. It's man, hard to explain it. It's that, man, bear, pig. It's that, man, bear, pig. Bear's torso, leg, clawed yeah. ape legs, and a furred tentacle arm. It kind of has that mongrel men feel from the uh, Wrath of the Righteous, mm. um, but obviously very different. There's a lot going on there. Those are those creatures. And then the ones up on the base, on the platform up there, I'll give you a zoom in on them as well. Oh, mm. they are handsome. They, they look, look They look like Centrati. From uh, Macross. 
Oh. I don't know. I what feel that like they is. look like an Iron Maiden like animated character kind of. Like they look like British heavy metal rockers from the eighties to me. They also kinda of look like the Metathron from Magic the Gathering. Hmm. Alright, nerds, get a room. <laughs> We're trying to play some Pathfinder over here. I take one bit of issue with this map, however, Troy. Okay. I uh, last episode uh, tried to be uh, clear in communicating that I got to like the edge of the tunnel and like put my hand over it, and now the way we're placed on the map, it looks like I'm right in front of the. If that is the propulsion tunnel that you uh, described, that is fair. I will move all of you <laughs> to there. No, let's go back. We were farther away. I, from the yeah, creatures. I think it was on the <laughs> other side of the tunnel. To be fair, on that wall, but <laughs> no, you wouldn't have flown past it and stuck your hand in. Yeah, sure. Uh, you only had thirty feet of movement, so you would have. Because uh, I listened back to this before we started, you flew up to the edge and like stuck yeah, your hand exactly, in, and it felt moist. Um, <laughs> moist, and then your buddies joined you. Uh, Okay, so this is this is what we're looking at here. Uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a scene, man. And how, how far up is the platform with these giants? Ten feet above you. Oh, okay. So can they shoot at us? I don't know. It might be a little close range for the ballista. They might have other things going on. Oh, I think I have an idea. Maybe they didn't think about shooting the ballista back at the castle. So if we get behind it, maybe it's not like a three hundred sixty degree thing. Mm-hmm. Why don't we roll for initiative and uh, let this play out? Sure. The uh, old-fashioned okay. way. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is just insane. Roll, Ricka, roll, Ricka, roll, Ricka, roll, roll for initiative. There he is. Roll, Ricka, roll. Um, roll, Ricka, roll for initiativo. What'd you get there? Baron. 33. Ooh, a good one. Metra? 20, even. Even 20 for Metra. Nestor Coin? Uh, Nestor Coin got a 24. 24 for Nestor Coin. Dahlgrith Deathbringer. 19. 19 for Dahlgrith Deathbringer. Okay. Okay. Round one. Wind is coming out of that vent, so we say everything in direct line of that is uh, causing uh, the windstorm effect. No range attacks. Minus eight to fly. Um, X, Y, and Z. We'll do our best to police ourselves. Baron, you are up. Okay, so Baron sees these awful beasts besetting upon us, which complicates the scenario a, a great deal. There is clearly space above 10 feet and to the east of Baron, where the uh, three giants, as we see them, are arranged along the ballista. If Baron were to fly 10 feet directly up, would he find additional land to find purchase upon that is currently under the fog of war? Right now, you only see uh, the edge of the... uh the rocky outcropping, okay. and it looks like this is the only platform that you'd be able to land on. You know, when you guys got to the uh, anchor chain, I didn't really give you a, a good enough flavor. I don't think I did. Um, did I say that it looked like one of the chains, had, uh, the chain that you're on, had penetrated the, the base of the castle, and around the chain, uh, the bluish crystalline rock seems to have melted and then solidified again, encasing the metal and creating an unbreakable weld. I don't think I gave you that little flave. Um, no, I don't think so. So, yeah, looks like it's just, like, melted and then was solidified again and encased the metal. Okay. Something to think about. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like the only platform 
is the one that they are standing on. And where Baron is currently, he will be unaffected by the uh, torrent of wind going out behind him. But if he were to move five foot back, he would be? Uh, correct. Okay, so then Baron will stay where he is and will unleash a full rapid shot attack action against the closest creature threatening his party. Kill okay. this thing. And you are shooting through your allies, so they will get, um, what is that, soft cover? I always forget my covers. No, it's full-on cover. Full-on cover. Unless he can see more than half Can I five-foot step upwards? Did we discuss this was flying? I was confused by that. I think if you go straight up, that would kind of be like difficult terrain because your speed is halved going up, so I don't know if you, you can go down. Foot. Yeah, but you go down. Also, don't forget, a lot of things with flying, and I'm sure we're going to get half of them. You're going to do a full attack there, which means you're going to have to Hover's hover there. at the end of your turn. Otherwise, you'll Unless I move feet. down five feet first? No, even then. You have to move uh, more than, more than, than half, half your speed. Understood. And the hover check is what again? DC 15. Okay. DC 15 to hover. Move less than half speed and remain flying is DC 10. And we have a bonus based off of half, so a plus seven because you're level 14 metro? Okay. Yeah. Understood. Uh, Baron will kind of descend five feet, and it feels eerie. Like his duster floats up to his shoulders <laughs> so as cool. he moves down. <laughs> so animated. This and he sees at the beginning of his movement, he's looking right into Dalgris' back. And as he floats down, he sees his feet and then just clear blue sky towards the creature in front of him. <laughs> and as he does, he pulls down yet another, his second of three judgments of the day to pull down. A judgment of sacred protection upon himself. Um, he did the uh, first one with the scorpions as we went up, but since we've left initiative since then, he'll have to pull another. And he will unleash a full round attack action. Okay, and I guess we'll just do the fly check at the end of your attack to see if you... Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, okay. All right, fire away. Okay. And I am even moving a little bit within 30 feet, so Point Blank Shot is also on. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Do we have a subtype on these things yet? We don't. Uh, so I'll do the first attack is a 30 to hit against Touch AC. That is a hit. Boom. 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 Assuming they're not giant subtypes, that will be a total of 25 points of damage. Ooh. Okay. It looks like they have some sort of damage reduction. Okay. Da-da-da. Uh, Got it. And uh, second attack will be for 27 to hit. 27 is a hit as well. That will be for 22 points of damage. Okay. Third attack will be for, okay, 18 on the die. That is uh, uh, 30 to hit. It's another uh, hit. Will be for uh, uh, 23 points of damage. Okay. And the final attack is a critical threat. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god. Okay, roll to confirm. Uh, Total of a 23 to confirm. Okay, that would be a confirmed crit, but it does have a fortification uh, ability. Oh, nice. 50% chance to negate the crit. Jesus. Wow. And that is a negated crit. Okay, so regular damage. Uh, oh, sorry, Nash. That will be a total of a 24. 24 points of damage. 24 points of damage. Lit him. Uh, oh! <laughs> hover, hover check coming up. Yeah, little hub. 
will have action 19 on the die. That is a straight up pass. Yep, you are good. You are a ridiculous <laughs> human being. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this, I got to thank uh, uh, the die rollers we called out on the last episode. They're really doing me really, well right now. Yeah, they're doing wonders for my rolling as well. Yeah, Chris from uh, Critter Miss Tabletop Gaming Accessories, Tacoma, Washington. All right, you passed the fly check. That would have only been DC 10 because you did move less than half your speed. You could hover and stay where you're at uh, at DC 15, but you chose to move five feet. And does do any of my knowledges work for these creatures? Dungeoneering, engineering, local, nature, religion, fishermen? No. Okay. If he had fish hands, I might allow it. Got he it. does not. Let's keep moving on to Nestor Coin. All right, Nestor is going to shoot back. With his uh, back facing, it's going to fly backwards up at a 45 degree, degree angle, 60 feet. Boom! It's like flying away from these creatures. And he's going to take one shot at the one that Baron lit up. Question backing up would push you past the propulsion vent? Yes, right, that so is you, my intent. All right, so roll the fly check to make sure you can do that. Uh, well, I wanted to go over it. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Do how, that? How, how tall is? Oh, yeah. I see. So you want to kind of go up and back? Yeah. Yeah. It's nine feet. Uh, yeah. No, that should be fine. It okay. Doesn't blow it everywhere. Okay. So okay. you're backing up behind it. Okay. I like blow my feet out, like as I pass by it. So he flies back and takes one shot. Uh, that and it's a studied target, and that is going to be a 29 to hit. 29, and that is a hit. Can you just move yourself on the map so I can find you? I will. Um, 29 is a hit, and this is the same one that uh, Baron attacked? Yes. Okay. And that is 33 points of damage. That guy's in bad It squad! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm going to do Blood Reader on it to see how many hit points it has left. It has seven hit points left. <laughs> okay! <Wow. laughs> I love this ability, and if I were a GM, I would despise it. It's really not fun. Uh, it's bad I would for the game. hate it. That's Baron? why it's buried in an old uh, like book that no one bought. <laughs> <laughs> Baron looks back at Nestor, loosing this arrow, and takes the moment of weakness the creature takes when the arrow hits its flesh to unleash a target of opportunity. Oh teamwork my God! Teamwork. Uh, Making the dream work! Misfire! It's not a good roll, so it will be a total... Rapid shot still on. Let me make sure that adjustment's correct. It will be a total of a 23 still. And you kill it. Knock it out of yeah! the sky. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, strike yeah. team bravo. Huge. Huge. Nice. Get one of these guys out. <laughs> In the sky, too. I know. <laughs> now it works even better. I know, I know. The cloud cover. That's, 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 <laughs> <a confirmed. laughs> that, that's a confirmed kill, zero two. <laughs> all right, Maverick. Nailed uh, it. Uh, all right, it is uh, Nestor moved enough that he doesn't need to roll a fly check, so it is Metra's turn. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> I have a feeling everyone gets, gets to go, and then all of the enemies, and then Dahlgrave will <laughs> we'll have his turn while he's falling unconscious <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> um, could the... What kind of knowledge check would I need to do on this winged creature? Uh, uh, arcane. Ooh. Arcana. Arcane. You know that, right, Metra? That is actually my best knowledge check. Oh, uh, 25. Okay. I can give you uh, one bit of useful information 
Uh, this is a creature in Wait, Can I request for what sure. I want to know? Sure. I just want to give you its name. Oh, it's yeah, known as me. a Yao Guai. Yao, Yao Guai. Yeah. Um, Mythological creature that Pathfinder is. It just it means demon in, in uh, Mandarin, right? It sounds Cantonese, actually. But Cantonese. Yeah, it sounds Chinese. Yeah. Yao Guai. Uh, I would like to know if it has any kind of relationship to mind-affecting effects. Uh, okay. I can tell you that it gets a bonus against uh, mind-effect spells, a bonus to its saves against mind-effects. Okay. Good question. Against enchantments? Mm. Good question. It gets, just all... against mind-affecting oh, wow. uh, effects. Wow. All right. Well, then I probably won't do what I want. Wow. What I want to do is so much fun. If it works, it will be so awesome. That's the game we play. Let's, <laughs> let's, play, let's play for fun. Pretend okay. you're Grant. Yeah. You feel like you're playing with the house money <laughs> now that no, Grant and Nestor blew one out of the sky. Yeah. Troy has to roll. Yeah, but if Troy has to roll against Grant, he fails too. So <laughs> just pretend you're Grant. Roll will save, please. Roll A will save. Oh, come on, get him! And this is mind affecting, yes. right? So I get my bone. All right. Ooh, that's going to be a 26. You got it. God. Nothing else. Damn it. Would a 22 have passed? Yes. Okay. You, you just didn't believe enough, Matthew. <laughs> didn't Clearly, believe. Yeah, I didn't believe enough. Uh, all right. So Metro burns another spell slot. Uh, do you uh, want to move or roll a hover check? Uh, what do I want or to move do? Less. Uh, while we're on this, can you remind me, we get a, we, I know you just said this, but some clarifying. Plus we get seven. a plus seven bonus to our fly check as is. Yes, half okay. my level. Yeah, and one thing I've got to remember is, and this really affects me, I don't think it affects you guys, is if you're flying with wings, like these creatures are, uh, I have to roll a check every time I take damage or I start losing altitude. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what I wanted to do? Yeah, please. I was casting Hold Monster on you because it would if you are paralyzed, you cannot fly with wings. Right, it just falls just out, just of, falls out yeah. of the sky. No, that's, that's definitely worth taking a chance. Yeah. We would just take him out of the encounter. Uh, Metro will rise 30 feet. Rise up. Where's everybody going? <laughs> yeah, you are not, not considered flat-footed while flying. If you're flying using wings and you take damage, you must make a DC-10 fly check to avoid losing 10 feet of altitude. Uh, the descent does not provoke altitude. an attack of opportunity and does not count against... Did I say altitude? Altitude. Altitude. I said like Robert Altman. Alt, altitude. <laughs> that's, what, that's how people would describe his style, for his directing style. It's got to come with altitude if you want to succeed in a rock. Robert Altman movie. <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> I think if I've seen a Robert Altman movie, I haven't seen what? Mash. You haven't seen Mash? No, I haven't. The seen player? Mash. Have you seen the player? That's one of my favorite player. movies of all Nashville? time. No, I haven't seen. Oh Nashville. my god! Wow, dude, I've seen Popeye, Gosford Park, Popeye, Gosford Park. That's a, that's a one that a lot of people have seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just looking through all this guy's Popeye is a weird movie. movie. Popeye, Popeye is a weird fucking movie. movie. Never saw the Gingerbread Man, nor Doctor T and the Women. Doctor T and the Women filmed in my hometown. Am I the only person in the world whose only Wait, Mc- Altman oh, that's right. joint that's is right. Popeye? McCabe and Mrs. Miller. <laughs> never seen it. Oh my God, Troy! Wow, dude. I, so- I've also never seen any of these movies except Gosford Park. I've, well, I've never even heard of most of them. You frankly. haven't seen Robert Altman's Jazz Thirty Four. Shortcuts? I've never heard of it. Oh, Shortcuts what is, is really player? good. What is The Player? The Player One of is, your all-time favorite yeah, movies? Yeah, I love that movie. It is it is packed. There's tons of like it's, fun cameos. It's taught in like every screenwriting class out there. or It's a very frequently taught in screenwriting classes. Um, and it's about Hollywood, and that's why it's... Uh, Ready yeah. to Wear? Remember Pret-a-Porter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, never saw that either. Wait, I bet you I can picture the, uh, c- the Cover box? poster for Player. I think I know. Yeah, it was 1992. The guy sitting in like a reclining yeah. film strip. Yes, it's it's a noose. I think it's a noose made out of a film strip. Yep. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. 
I just watched it again recently. I yeah, and it's it Tim forever. Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Uh, yeah, I do it was yeah. Tim Robbins. Yeah. yeah. Early Robbins. 92 Robbins. Yeah. Uh, oh, Robert Altman. Yes. Well, that's where I was at with altitude. <laughs> altitude. <laughs> I'm glad. We, I'm, I love these little segues. <laughs> I, I, you, you also have me thinking how funny it would be to mispronounce alternate. As if it was altitude, you'd be like alternate. <laughs> alternate. One of my friends says alternate. Like, what? He says what? That's that like, sounds uh, like a Philly thing. That you yeah, do. alternate. Yeah. Yeah, like are Irish. there any? Al- yeah, I need more alternate options. Yeah. Are there any al- alternate alternatives <laughs> to this? That's like Come Irish. Come Philly. It's like uh, this one. I'm the first alternate on uh, the, my hurling squad. <laughs> I'm the first alternate. <laughs> <laughs> or, or drama, like the Canadians. Oh, say. drama. Yeah. Uh, are you doing any type of movement? <laughs> yeah, I, I ascend 30 feet. You ascend up. 30 feet. All right, so you're on level. You're actually... Uh, Higher than the... You were 10 feet above. Now you're 20 feet above looking down at an angle at these giants. I almost revealed what they were. Uh, believe it or not, it is Dalgrith's turn. You rolled all oh, wow. higher. Dude. Is... Okay. Throw that ham. <laughs> Uh, quick knowledge check. Same thing on the creature. Uh, I'm going to do a knowledge arcana on the knowledge creature. Knowledge arcana. Need a good roll. 25. Ooh. Also 25. Uh, I would like to know. They are known as Yagwais. And they <laughs> get a you. plus four against mind affecting effects. I'd like to know their subtypes. Their type and subtypes. Okay. Uh, huge magical beast. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just looking at something very interesting here. Okay. Huge magical beast. Yeah, that does not do much for me. This is a this is a tough situation. Um, Dogwraith is going to. Oh man. Wait, I didn't give you any information. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. What do you want to know? Well, I really wanted to know subtype, but that that's a simple thing. Um, do they have DR? Oh yeah. What what cuts through the DR? Uh, five everything. Okay. Five everything. Okay. Yeah. DR five everything. Baron, actually roll that damage for me. Sure. While Joe is chewing on his move. Uh, there we go. That will be 26 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, all right, Dalgrith, what are you thinking, bro? Uh, I'm thinking I'm not equipped to fight this creature with a, the crossbow that I have in my hand. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stow it. Um, it's not gonna do anything. Just drop the giants it. either. Pick it up after the fight. So yeah, it's. I'm sorry, guys. I gotta fly down and grab that crossbow. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I really don't want to drop that for the rest of the book because we can never leave again. Uh, he's going to sheathe. The loaded crossbow. I don't know if I could just shoot it like off as not a standard action at nothing, but he's going to sheet the crossbow and then uh, move to exactly where Nestor moved. Okay, so up and back. Up and back. Uh, past this, uh, over the propulsion, uh, over the windstorm. Okay, and that's your turn. That is my turn, yeah. All right, it is the Yao Guai's turn. Oh, no. Yao Guai! All right, let's see. Why ask Yao Guai? Man, this is fun, huh? I told you it'd be fun. It's just yeah. stressful, you know? You I know. I'm going to try and do a good job for the kids at home. Uh, all right, how many metros are there still? Uh, there are currently... Six images? There are five images, so six metros. Okay. This dude gets right up in both of your business, both I'm, of you. I'm meaning. 30 feet up in the air. Shut up. Then he gets in Baron's business. <laughs> uh, how many metros? I'm sorry? Six. Six. Okay. He's going to fly up. To Baron, and he is going to 
attempt to claw you. Right? Or no, he's going to attempt to bite you. Yeah, he's going to attempt to bite. I, just, I want a power attack so bad, but it is such a waste against you. Although you're not getting that bonus. He doesn't have the giant doesn't bonuses. doesn't have a giant subtype. Shut up, Skid. <laughs> what do you guys think I should do? Should I put power attack on call in? Let me see. I'll take the first couple calls. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air with Glass Cannon Podcast. <laughs> no, sorry. Wrong number. All uh, right. Uh, Shirley from Pomona. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, damn it. I hate this. I'm going to... I'm going to... You know what? No, I'm not going to do power attack. And I have my reasons. I have my reasons. All right. Here we go. Going to bite you. Home. 25. Yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Would a 23 have hit? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Bottle cap. Oh, poop salad. Okay. So he... Uh, he doesn't get you. I'm like play, playing around like, what if I do this? No. All right. So, But the good thing is he's right in your business and actually puts you in a really difficult position with your ranged weapon. Because anywhere you move, uh, it's going to provoke. If you try to shoot, it's going to provoke. You don't know what his combat reflex situation is. It's bad business. You should design it. We should design a D20 game where like successes like ACs and stuff like that are all ranges. Small ranges over a wide range. So it's not just like above a certain number. It's mm-hmm. all within ranges so that anytime you roll, you don't know if you hit or miss. Like you oh, see your yeah. dog be like, it's a five. I don't know. 17. You're like, oh, God damn it. That does hit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's on 17, 18, 26 through 25. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Suddenly from the platform, these giants start hurling rocks at y'all. Mm. Uh, one will throw at the many metras that we have here. Let me just make sure I have everything I want to do here. Man, can't someone just have no special abilities? One of us or one of you? One of my monsters. Because oh. <laughs> yeah. it's always like a mile-long <laughs> list of their special abilities. It's like a CVS receipt worth of abilities. <laughs> That's really what it is. That's good, Grant. Grant, that's very good. Bottle cap. No, you, already, you already got your cap, you son of a bitch. Skid, I see that as a uh, very uh, apparent uh, attempt at trying to get back into my good graces after <laughs> after telling on me earlier. Am I that transparent? You are. You okay. Are. Um, and also, we determined uh, off-air between episodes, uh, between days, uh, you guys have a little more time to think about it and listen back. You do have stone skin. Have we talked about this? No, we haven't talked about it on air. Let's talk about it. Let's just get it out there now that I might be doing some damage to you. Uh, Yeah, we just... It had been uh, six weeks (laughs) since we had recorded. Yeah. And we forgot. Uh, So, Gran had it on his sheet. I didn't want to force the issue and be like... Because I didn't remember clearly. I had it on my sheet, but I could... I typically don't turn things on, but I didn't want to force an advantage for us in a combat moving forward. I would rather have taken the penalty. It's just so crazy. Like, if two of you had had it, that would have convinced me. But I was still pretty convinced. I'm like, I remember them taking it. We had the whole roll-off where Metric gave it to Nestor. What else could they have done not to get it? But it just seems so strange that... Skid, you and Joe didn't put it on your sheets. Yeah, it's very unusual for me not to. Did I get it? Because I love Yeah. Oh, I did get it. Because I, oh. yeah, and you didn't have it on your sheet. I didn't have it on mine, and I love Stone Skid. You yeah. love it. If I get it, I'm like, bam, putting it on. So I don't know. We missed it somehow. I, we miss things so rarely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really surprising, honestly. But, you know, every once a year or so, we'll, we'll miss a detail of our character sheet. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, in this case, you, we've just kind of retconned it, and you've taken some points away because you would have... Uh, Nestor didn't take any damage in the Caldera, no. but both Baron and Joe did. So and we, it's, we it's 120 out. points worth, is that right? 130? and 150. If, 150, okay. <laughs> 
Do I hear 160? Uh, 150. And so Baron and Joe have chipped away at that. We've just we've worked out something between myself and them. Don't write us angry letters. Uh, so you you guys I think are it's a little down. I have 130. Okay, but you took some damage off it. Right? Yeah, I took I took I took uh, Joe and I both took damage off of it and talked to Troy about which okay. one it was. So I think it's ten hit points per caster level, and it maxes at one fifty. I'm not looking it up. I just remember that it maxes oh, at one fifty, and it is okay. ten per caster. Uh, okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because the the forge is like cash level twenty, 20. or something. So. You're so funny, Joe. You're just like I think it's like ten, and I'm like googling it. I'm like, why don't you just google it? Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing to me I sometimes the way like Matt is like, and I'm looking at it. So Skid will be like, yeah, the player. And I'm like, huh, so what's that like? What is that about, Skid? And Matthew's like, oh my god, it had so-and-so in it. Like, three seconds later, his Google speed is shocking. It, it never steal. occurs to me to google anything. I think it's the I think it's the ten years the difference in our age. Yeah. That they grew up in a Google culture. Yeah. I, grew up with fast fingers. I, I, heard someone, I heard someone on another podcast refer to like uh, millennials and youngers as digital natives, you are not a digital native. Yeah, I'm a digital outsider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were born in the darkness. You were simply shaped by it. <laughs> well, <laughs> shaped by the darkness. They're gonna, they're looking up and I they're going to start bold. chucking rocks at Metra and her many images. Um, or at least they're going to start and see how that goes. Uh, first attack is a twenty miss. Miss. Second one will throw a rock at you as well, and that's going to be a uh, twenty-four. That hits exactly. Oh, how many? No. How many are you? There's six of me. How many are in your party? Uh, six of you. <laughs> Metro uh, party of six. I'll say a six. <laughs> Metro party of six. <laughs> Darn party of six. Bottle cap. Bottle, Bottle cap. cap. Uh, no. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> no. I started that joke. Uh, I'll get a cap. I'm gonna have that cap. <laughs> You uh, uh, a six will hit you. A five. Anything else will destroy one of your images. Uh, that's a five. So one of your images gets destroyed. And then, uh, for good measure, I will chuck one uh, at Baron and miss. So just, <laughs> these rocks are coming down. And when I say rocks. These are boulders. We've been playing through six books. Plenty of giants from uh, lowly hill giants all the way up have thrown rocks at you. Nothing like the size of these rocks. Nothing like them. Mm. I like to think currently... We, Ten feet in diameter. Huge! We've, we've floated like as we've slowly got up the chain and we didn't notice and we're currently right above Shinnerman's fortune and all these all these boulders are just <laughs> yeah, landing falling down on Abria's house yeah <laughs> right as they're rebuilding the town <laughs> <laughs> These poor people. <laughs> Is that thing destroyed? I mean, I can tell you, you wouldn't really know this, but just to give you a sense, 50 times the weight of a normal boulder. That oh, would man. Be wow. It is huge. Wow. So that would crush several houses, possibly. Yeah. Really? It really hurt. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can you hit multiple creatures with it? No. Is it like all creatures in a... 10 foot square? I think it should, but that's not uh, as written. Uh, that's not the case. It's you know, pinpoint accuracy. Uh, all right, round two. It is Baron's turn. Oh, you know what? I, my guy there, he didn't. No, he did fly uh, more than half the speed, so I don't have to roll a check. He hasn't been hit. Okay, yes, Baron's turn. Baron, he is right up in your business. He is a huge creature, so you know there's going to be a reach situation. All around. I am in a tough situation, and I don't know if he's going to have combat reflexes. I know that if I move out of his range in order to get a shot off, I'm only going to get one shot off. 
I'm going to go ahead and take a non-rapid shot full attack against him. Um, All right, let me resolve my attack of opportunity, and damn it, if I don't hope I hit you. Okay. All right, this is going to be fun. I'm going to go to bite you again. I never hit you. No, I never hit you. I never hit you. <laughs> I did oh. not hit her. You go to pull out that gun and ba, 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 shoot. Ooh, ooh, Grant, thirty-two to oh, hit. Miss. Oh, ho, 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 ho. wait. Even if it's not a giant. Wow. That is insanity. My, what is wow. your AC? I'll, I'll walk you through it. It Please. is ten plus nine for my armor plus three of deflection. I need to. I, that's from the uh, plus three uh, ring of protection. Okay. Plus four. Don't you be giving yourself that buckler. What's the nine armor? Uh, that's the, medium armor, and is it? Plus it's four? mithril. Plus three mithril chainmail that I'm wearing. Oh. Is that normally six for chainmail, and then plus three makes it nine? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, plus four for dex. Uh, plus two for dodge, which is just built in. Uh, plus three for natural, and plus two for sacred from the uh, uh, the judgment. From the judgment. Um, right now, oh, if my buckler is not acted, it is a thirty-three. So, what did you roll? I think I rolled a 32. 32. Okay. Yeah. So if so, whenever I make a full round attack action, we're assuming my buckler's down, right? Yeah, your buckler. Like I don't when think does so. it? I don't no, think no, so. So only, only if you use that hand to cast a spell. Yeah, I, I have it. So it's thirty-five. It's thirty-three yeah. if I if I cast a spell. We'll say. And it's thirty-nine against giants, or it's 30, 30, 39 against giants. Because dodge bonuses stack. This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. <laughs> Uh, one thing we know for sure, though, is that you've been doing your AC right for a long time and have never made any Never made a mistake. Someone's head just exploded listening to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you only lose the buckler uh, uh, the buckler AC bonus if you're wielding a weapon in your offhand, which you're not, or if you were wielding two-handed, uh, or if you were casting a, cell, uh, a spell using somatic opponents, using yeah. your shield arm. And I think it would make sense that if I use any round to cast a spell, I'd be distracted with that hand. It's something I don't use. It, it works for me. Listen, just don't try to shield bash with the buckler. Because you can't do it by the rules! <laughs> <laughs> All right, take your text. <laughs> Remember when you built that shield bash build brawler? Oh, uh, Siggy, Siggy Seven Ales? <laughs> was, that what he, is that, was that Siggy? <laughs> yeah. He just walked around with like a tower shield hitting people with Back it. Back when it was GCP Live. Oh, you know that what was I the hate first GCP Live. More than anything is when people tag things GCP Live. It's your fault. It's, it's your no longer GCP Live. It's because Plus you don't live. think ahead. You just think of right now and do it. Right. Just, just do it right now. We'll never have more than one podcast. <laughs> It's just to GCP. It's class kind of live. 28 to hit touch AC for 20 points of damage. Why'd you assume it hit? Uh, based off of previous. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is going to be... Uh, get through its DR. It's going to be a 15... Oh, no, I'm sorry. A um, 16 against touch AC. That's a hit. Okay. Hitting a huge creature. Uh, that will be point for blank range. 19 points of damage. <laughs> 14 points of damage. And then finally, uh, 20. Hit. Yep. Uh, for 22 points of damage. Nice. All right. All right. <laughs> you must be pretty proud of yourself. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Okay. It is Nestor's turn. Um, I will say where you are standing... Well, now... Yeah, where you are standing, it is blocked by the propulsion vent. 
So any ranged attack to try at the trajectory of where you at, that arrow would just fly off into the sky. So you would need to fly back over the propulsion vent uh, to shoot down at it. Okay. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to move up at an angle to get over the vent and take another single shot, swift study target, swift action study target. And that is 28 to hit. 28 is a hit. Okay. Big old target. Nice. All right. That's good. That's good. That is... Oh, but it's still not a multi-shot. It's the opening yeah. combat of the uh, encounter. It's, it's a softball to get you warmed up. <laughs> I, sh- I sure hope so. Uh, yeah. uh, 32 points of damage on that. And then I'm going to do a knowledge, knowledge local on these giants. Oh. On, on the yeah, that's what I was going to do next turn. That's very helpful. Uh, 30. 30 knowledge local. Maybe you've only read about them. Never seen them Next to knows these giants for certain. For certain, it's one thing that he's cloud giants. Oh man! Whoa! Our first cloud giants. So they're not evil, right? They're they're neutral. Um, I believe they are evil. Or am I thinking of? Yeah, isn't the Storm King a cloud giant? It might be a storm giant. I think that they're evil, and I didn't expect they can be. be neutral good or neutral evil. Oh, okay, according okay. to D twenty okay. PFSRD. <laughs> okay, um, they are cloud giants. I'm going to give you two bits of useful information. Is there anything you're desperately wondering about? Them? I actually, I would like to know their alignments. These, their particular alignments. Okay, these ones are uh, evil. They are. Okay. Yeah, they are neutral evil. Weaknesses. Um, I can give you one more thing. You didn't rather check. It's true. Uh, they. Hmm. Useful, useful. They have the scent ability. Interesting. Okay, so that's where you guys turn invisible a lot. That's something to think about. They do have the scent ability. Now, scent just lets you know that something's up there. You've got to. I think you've got to use a move action to uh, like determine which direction still, mm-hmm. and then you still have to be on top of it uh, if you were invisible to pinpoint and all this other stuff. But just something to think about. Uh, you're dealing with a giant that has the scent ability, and you guys do like to go invisible a lot. May not work as well for you moving forward. Uh, good round for Nestor. He gets a good shot. Hold off. it right there, buddy. No, nope. oh, not done yet, uh, Troy. Oh, 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 oh. First, I need to do a hover check. I don't believe I did that. Oh, yes, you didn't move at all, so you need to DC 15. Uh, 17 on the die, so I'm good. Poop. And, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, did he attack you? Like an AOO? Yeah, he got an AOO. Okay. And did he hit you? Miss. 32? Miss. Oh, that's what that hit was. Uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, And then Baron will take a target of opportunity attack because he had an ally within 30 feet of him hit a creature. Okay. Uh, That will be a 32 to hit. (laughs) You know what? Before, was he still within 30 feet of you? Yes. Yeah. Because he went up and back. He went up and back. Do you know what I mean? No, no. Wait. Nestor has to be within 30 feet? Uh, I believe so. Because he wouldn't have been on the first one. I think he but was. But he is now. He's only like 20. He, I think he was only like 20 feet away. But don't forget he had to go up and over the propulsion vent. I just want to make sure. If it's within 30 feet, if he's 20 feet now, he wouldn't have been. So No, he's 5 feet now. What? Right. Now he's within. But when he flew back and up. How tall is the propulsion vent? It's 10 feet. So it took him 20 feet of movement to get over it. Mm-hmm. And he would have 40 left. So if he went 40 feet back, then it would be, he would have been out of range. Right. And if I'm, I'd have to play the tape back, but I think he did say I go 60 feet back. 
Well, no. Up, I, spent, no. I spent 60 feet of movement to go up and back, but I think... Right. Oh, because you moved at half speed to go up, and then... Yeah, I guess just... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Hits an opponent within 30 feet of you. It's not the allies within 30 feet of you. When an ally oh. who also has his feet, which he does through team teamwork sharing, it's a, an opponent within 30 feet of you. Not oh, okay. the ally needs to so be you're, 30 feet. So as long as they hit you, you're good. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm going to... Roll damage. Yep. Sorry, I misread that. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be a total of 20... Uh, 22 points of damage. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I did take a few attacks here, so I need to roll a bunch of checks to see if I start sinking out of the sky, because um, that would affect a few things. Interesting. Um, you hit me three times, right? Uh, Baron? Four if you include this attack on my round three. Okay. Pass, natural 20. Glad I wasted that. Uh, fail and fail. So he would have fallen 20 feet down. Um, and then... Oh, huge. Nestor, this, so this may actually affect it. And then when Nestor hit it, let's see, I passed on that one. So he's 20 feet... And then... He sunk 20 feet down below you. Yeah, and he was right on my ass. Still, yeah. So... Yeah, so you're good. So he came up, attacked you. You did your attack of... Op- he, you went to attack, and he did his attack of opportunity. As you were pegging him, you hit him four times. He sunk... 20 feet. Got it. When Nestor hit him, he was able to withhold himself, so he's still within 20 feet, still within range for you to do your uh, allied uh, attack of opportunity. Well, and that fourth check didn't happen until I did the target of opportunity, Fair so enough. he was good. Uh, okay. Whew. Crunchy, but we're doing our best I like here. it. Yeah. It's like eating a uh, crackling Oprah. <laughs> it's a little, <laughs> little chewy. Uh, it is Metra's turn. Metra, you've got a good view on these cloud giants. They took away one of your... Uh, one of your images, but there are uh, three of them and one of you. It's true. Um, just checking one last thing. Okay, great. Uh, all right, I'm going to do something I've never done before because I've always thought it was a little complicated, but it feels like it'll be useful. You know what? Now's the time. Now's the time to make it exceptionally more complicated. New year, new you. So basically what's going to happen is that above the cloud giants chunks of hot volcanic rock and clumps of ash (laughs) pound down in the area in a volcanic storm. Nice. Nice. Except there's a little bit of a wrinkle. I'm sure there is. I need each of the giants to roll a will save. (gasps) Oh, what? To believe that it's even real? (laughs) Uh, All right, will save. In fact. Is it? Okay. The spell is Shadow Evocation. Oh, Oh, yeah. That is a complicated spell, Uh, if I remember correctly. Brutal. I think like a... uh, an adva- or a shadow uh, enemy can do shadow evocation. I might be thinking of something else. Anyways, uh, all right. First one, uh, 23. I pass. Second one, uh, fail. Uh, third one, uh, 22. Pass. Okay. Ugh. Okay. So let me roll the damage, and then we'll talk about what happens. So basically... Okay. So it- this guy up north here, he's the one that failed. Everyone takes some damage, but the ones who disbelieved it take 20% of the damage instead of the full damage. Okay, very cool. So I'm going to... It's Of course, there are two types of damage here. Okay, so this is for the bludgeoning damage. Uh, oh, great roll. Uh, 16 points of damage. So that would be... What's 20% of 16? Three. Three, three, three points. points of damage to the two that disbelieved and 16 to the one that failed. Yep, and then... Uh, Eight points of fire damage to the one that believed, and okay. one point of damage to the ones that disbelieved. It would be two points, 20%, right? 
That's 25%. That's 25%. That's 25%. I rounded okay. down for you there. Buddy. Oh, I appreciate that. One point. Okay, great. Okay, so the one that disbelieved... Uh-huh. The ones that disbelieve are fine. The one that believes... The one that believes has to throw himself off the platform, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Oh, no! Volcano! <laughs> and he jumps off. <laughs> uh, no, he, he, for him, the, the ground is all difficult terrain. Okay. And he has a minus four penalty on perception checks. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's all difficult terrain. For him. Just for for him. him. Just it's for amazing. Him. He's turned to his buddies. This is horrible! Yeah. This is what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Throw a rock! Uh, so that's interesting. The guys that didn't believe that anything was happening, they still take damage. 20% of it. Because sh- it, is, it is there. It is it's there. shadowy. Okay, yeah. that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. I might be misremembering, but I feel like there's an enemy that's a shadow enemy, either an advanced shadow or something, that has shadow, shadow evocation as an ability. Um, okay. Do you want to move it all? Oh, actually, I take it back. No, the, uh, we ha- I guess we have to roll on it, because if the d- disbelieved attack has a special effect other than damage, like the perception roll and the difficult, difficult terrain, terrain, that effect is one-fifth as strong or only 20% as likely to occur. So oh, you want to roll a D100 for the other guys? Good lord. It says if? Yeah, and it does. It does. It has the difficult terrain and the perception check. Well, no, it sounds like it's one-fifth as... Every time I'll roll to see if it's actually every step is difficult. All right. Yeah. I was just to say one fifth to see if it's in effect or not, but right. Twenty yeah. percent to see if it's in. Effect. Let's see how it all plays out. Um, okay, that's really complex, and I hate it. Um, that's called it's called volcanic storm or shadow evocation that uses an evocation spell like volcanic storm in, as a shadowy. Thing. Shadow evocation allows me to cast any spell on the spell list of the evocation school with this. Yeah, it's complicated. Oh god, I wouldn't have taken it. It comes with my my blood. No, it's cool. Uh-huh. It's it's very meta. It's very meta. Um, yeah. Okay. Whew. I'm exhausted. Guys, just remember, that's one thing we didn't think about. Baron and Nestor and Dalgrith, when you're moving, if you're going up and then back, when you go up, you have to go up at half speed, so then you only have X amount left. Well, we were saying that when you you go straight up, that's half speed. But if you go back at an angle, then you're moving at full speed. 45 degree angle. Right, 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 right. I guess where you were initially started at the propulsion vent. I don't understand the problem. We're fine. Right. But when you went straight up. At half speed. At half speed. So spent 20 feet to go up 10. You said the vent the yeah. was 10 feet and then back 40. It's more, I'm merely just reminding you about Yeah, that. no, I remember sometimes that. Sometimes when yeah. we do flight, we're forgetting these little things. What you're describing actually would require a fly check because you're changing direction at mm-hmm. more than a certain amount. But he could also, so. Yeah, so we should be rolling fly checks. Yeah, when you move, when you change direction, I think it's a. Yeah, this is a unique situation because you're getting around this like wind tunnel. But yeah. I mean, you could also argue maybe he went at a 45-degree angle forward and then looped back all, you know, at an easy angle. Yeah, if you turn greater yeah. than 45 degrees, you spend 5 feet of movement, and it's a DC 15. Turn 180 by spending 10 feet of movement, it's DC 20. Fly up at greater than a 45-degree angle, it's DC 20. So, again, you know, I don't want to get too bogged down by this stuff, but it's just the overall thing is flying is difficult. Let's not just assume we can do zip zap and zoo. Um, just but what we did, there are absolutely no problems with. Because the distance that Nestor went, he could have gone forward a, a second and then came yeah. around and not ever turned more than 45 degrees. Because look, Dogrith was right next to Nestor, and he's only 15 feet from the wind tunnel. Yeah, I feel like where we're in open space here, there's always a way you can explain it to make it work. It's just something to be aware of yeah. if you want to try and do a more complicated maneuver. Um, Speaking of which, Metro will, Metro will rise another 30 feet. Okay. Ooh. All right, so now you're... 
50 feet above You keep track of it. Um, and there's right. nothing we're seeing. Like, the walls outside of the uh, propulsion vent and this platform. It's just sheer rock. Sheer rock. As far as we can see you in look the clouds. Out, there are other outcroppings coming from the castle here and there. It's not like a... Uh, uh, sheer. sheer all the way to the top floor, but it's huge. I mean, actually, now that you're up here, you, you get a much better view of the size of this thing. It's hundreds of feet tall. Hundreds of feet tall. Um, what is hundreds of feet tall? The castle. Like, you look so up you, you can, can see the see. castle? Yeah, you can see the castle from where you are. It's like this blue-white castle goes all the way up. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time understanding it. Look at the size of that thing. Okay. What are you having a hard time understanding? I'm trying to think. I just feel like we are in like a base. That it, You know what I mean? So like if the Statue of Liberty is here, there's that whole base section. I feel like we're in a base section and that we haven't come up over the lip of where yeah. the flat where the castle is. So I can't picture it. So like, it's it's. Uh, let's go back to the um, image of the... Is uh, this the castle? Like are, are these walls dirt, rocks, That's stone? the castle. Or, or the walls that we're looking at right now, are they look at stone? The, uh, look at the map here and uh, just imagine that the clouds weren't there. Again, this isn't really a great representation of what it really looks like. In fact, I took it from the front of the book. This might not even be the castle. But imagine that you were, like, right... There's the rocky... Ba- that upside-down ice cream cone. Right. The castle's right there. You guys are at the base... But, like, the castle begins right where the platform where the giants are. Okay, so so look at this map. The, the platform where the giants are is, like, Let's say it's here. right. Okay, there, okay. Yeah. So it's where the giants are is where it levels out, and the castle sits like, on that ground. Yeah, and it just keeps going up. But there's no place to stand on the ground. The castle takes up the entire space of the rocky outcropping. So it just goes so unlike rocky, this rocky, image rock, unlike this image. So this well, is the image I had in my head. I thought we were down lower in the ice cream cone, and I thought that we couldn't see past the cone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I get what you're It saying. just goes straight from rock to castle. Okay. So Metra is now seeing, like, the castle walls and windows. And she's seeing someone having tea inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> a giant taking a bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, like a rubber ducky, but it's the size of a full-size duck. It'll it'll all start to make more sense <laughs> as we go along. But the point for you guys to remember is it just goes rocky, 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 rocky castle. And now you look up and it's just castle. Um, you don't really see any windows from where you're standing, uh, Metro. Um, but what, what does she see? Like polished stone wall. Polished stone wall. Okay. Yeah. Um, I take a free action to spit on it. <laughs> I think it's a castle. Uh, there's like branding for uh, like NASCAR. There's Wonder Bread. <laughs> I take a free action to shake my head with the consumerism. Marlboro. Marlboro. <laughs> Shameless consumerism. God, even the cloud giants. Well, honestly, we really couldn't have gotten up here without our sponsors. <laughs> it oh, is Dahlgrip's turn. <laughs> Dahlgrip. Uh, what a useless character in this combat. He's going to just uh, double fly 120 feet-ish up and around and out and over. There you go. Up and around and out and over? So uh, basically what he wants to do is fly out in front of the giants, right out in front of that platform, see what's beyond them, if it's just a doorway or a wall or something. Show Um, me on the map. uh, I can't because you changed the map to the other map. Oh, don't you ever um, talk to me like that. I thought joking. we were theater of the minding the rest of the time. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I just have to show you that in, in incorrect castle real quickly. Yeah. 
Uh, so Dalgrith is going to fly like oh out and over to here in front of the giants and just you know shout against the wind like try to hit me you dumb bastards <laughs> as he flies and tries to divert the attention away from his allies for a round okay and hope he doesn't die hope he doesn't but i wanted die. to see if i can see what's behind them or if it's just a wall oh okay so you're on level with them no he's above them above he's, them yeah. looking in okay he's proud whereas metra couldn't he's see about it. 40 feet above them you can see you see a set of enormous stairs. Whoa! Whoa. Oh, cool. Leading up to a double door. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> we'll be up there momentarily, don't worry. Yeah, the, you see the platform extends from the base of the castle, overlooks everything below, which you can just see as clouds. And from time to time, the clouds will part if you look down and you can see that you are way up and out and over. You can see land and little dots. Uh, and then, yeah, big archway carved into the rock opens into that tunnel with an ascending staircase. And the stairs, each individual stair looks like they might require a climb check. They're so high. And just lead <laughs> deeper into this absurd <laughs> structure. <laughs> These stairs look like they might require a climb chip. What? <laughs> All right. All right. The creature is going to fly up towards Nestor. No. Flies up towards Nestor. Obviously, we're in three dimensions here. And Baron does not have a melee weapon out, so cannot take an AOO unless I'm... Incorrect with some I do crazy not have snapshot, which is a uh, the end of a long feet chain for range characters to be able to take AOOs. So you are in the clear. And I can't shield bash you, as you brought up earlier, Troy. It flies up and attempts to bite Nestor Coin. 30. Yeah, that's a hit. No, Nestor. A couple things are going to happen. It bites Nestor and does 15 points of damage. Oh, that's so terribly low. This is going to be bad. And then... It'd be so much better if you just said 35 points. It's going (laughs) to try and snatch it in its mouth. Snatch Nestor in its mouth. And lock him in a grapple. It will, for sure. 30. No. No. 30. So it does not... uh, I don't think I get... Where it's not the grab ability, I don't think I get the free... uh, The plus four that you get when you have the grab ability. Mm. Uh, Let me just make sure it doesn't act like the grab ability. Oh, this creature can start a grapple when it hits with spite attack as though it had the grab ability. So 34. Uh, But it doesn't have the grab ability. I think where it says as though it had the grab ability, you still get the... But why doesn't it just have the grab ability then? Because this thing can do something even worse than grab. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Okay. Well, we'll are making stuff up, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ability known as Snatch. Okay. The creature can start a grapple when it hits with its bite attack as though it had the grab ability. If it grapples, da-da-da, Snatch, the opponent is not allowed a reflex save. creature can drop. Here's, here's the thing I don't understand. What is this nonsense about grab abilities being a plus four? It's the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever heard of. Just put it in the... Yeah, Character. just put it... Just give them plus four. Right. So so what is it? Like, why do you use the grab ability, but sometimes don't... Oh, I guess it's because if you're doing other CMBs, if he's going to do a disarm attempt with his CMB number, it doesn't fit. Yeah, but I just don't know why it's not like... CMB yeah. plus 20, plus 24 grab. Well, this or is... Or 24 tw- grapple. This is huge, because the plus four would make all the difference. Um, and it, it... You know, usually it says when it works like the such-and-such such ability... 
you get the you then look at that ability and get those bonuses. But it's a huge difference because it it would actually uh, grab him. So let's see what the internet says. It's just the so it's so crazy that with I mean all the people who created this game are still alive. So there should be all these questions. Like we can just ask them, and it just there's still all this gray area. It's just crazy. I understand, like, like with Tolkien, people are like, well, did Balrogs really have wings? Like, well, we only have his existing writings to, to, to go with. We can't ask the man. But all these people, you They're can just walk here. up to them on the street. No! Everything I'm looking at, shockingly, it's unclear. I'm sure there's people at home like, <laughs> it's very clear, you get it. And other people are like, it's very clear, you don't get it. What I'm going to go by is it says creatures with the, this is under the grab uh attack on universal monster rules creatures with the grab special attack receive a plus four bonus on combat maneuver checks made to start and maintain a grapple although this works like grab this creature does not have the grab ability so i'm not going to give it the plus four uh and so it does not snatch you out of the air uh it just bites and does a little bit of damage nice uh. and now it's the cloud giant's turn they are going to attack Dalgrith Deathbringer Bring it! to start. Never seen a cloud giant before. Here we go. Here comes. Let's see what you got. Here comes the rock. <laughs> Dob- dodging in the sky. <laughs> dodging in the sky. 22. Miss. Oh, oh yes. yes. Second rock at Dalgrith as well. 20. Miss. Miss. Third rock at Metra. 14. Miss. (laughs) Miss, miss, miss. Uh, And uh, none of them are going to move. They feel pretty comfortable up there. Um, And one of them believes it was difficult to ring. And one of them is like, "Ah, I'm petrified here. I'm burning. I'm burning alive. Uh, It's a new round. It is Baron's turn. Uh, so I got a little confused and all that that thing is now so far away from me because it's attacking Nestor, correct? So he's about 40 feet away from me? Yes. 40 feet, you say? Yeah, 40 feet, we'll say. That's how far the creature is. That's within. Dawn strikes range increment. Oh, oh yes. Oh, baby. Baron's going to take... Well, did you do Blood Reader on it? Do we know how much it has left? I... I I can do it on my turn. Okay. Baron's gonna but it's t- only taken a couple of hits, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it oh, barely. I made. would treat it as if it's full. Okay, yeah. then Baron will take a full non-rapid attack uh, attack action at it. Non-rapid. Yeah, just to get a little bit more AC. But I guess I'm hitting all the time. Uh, I'm also trying to like reduce my chance of misfiring, but I guess they'll happen anyway. Misfire. Uh, oh, he's due. That's the thing. Yeah. He's yeah, definitely due. I do. All right, rapid shot. Here Master's it comes. Joe, mouth. if anything goes wrong, it's your fault. I First bring. attack is a natural 20. Oh, oh nothing oh, went wrong. It only oh, went right. Critical crack. All right, roll to confirm, crack, and I'll roll the 50% fortification. 23 against touch AC. Okay, that is going to confirm. Come on, Yao Guai, 74. Oh, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> do I still get exploding dice at this point? Is um, when do we normally do exploding dice? On natural 20s. Unconfirmed natural 20s. Uh, no, you do not. 
I feel like it's an unconfirmed natural 20 at this point by you. No, it's confirmed natural 20 that the creature has uh, cheat ability. (laughs) This feels like a tax loophole. Yeah, it was was confirmed, so it does not apply for exploding dice. (laughs) However, there's no crit. crit. All right, 24 (laughs) points of damage. Okay. 19 points of damage. Second attack is a fumble. Oh, no! Oh, no. The we die. never said you get exploding dice on confirmed attacks. Uh, <laughs> fumble? Fumble. All right. Got to roll to confirm, I guess, right? Yeah, because you have multiple attacks. It's definitely a misfire. Let's see if it's a fumble. Does a uh, 18 hit? That is not a fumble. Okay. It okay. is a misfire. Do you want to shoot again and take a chance? I don't. <laughs> I know you don't. I don't. Just want to peer pressure you into doing it. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. But Baron uh, listened in his dare classes, and uh, you know, is is above the peer pressure. So that's his turn. That is his turn, Nestor. This thing's now right up against you. Uh, What do you want to do here? You know, you're going to probably take a chunk unless you do a full withdraw. But will the full withdraw even be enough to get away, or does it have enough reach to get you? Yeah, I think. Uh, Nestor. So this thing, this thing probably does have reach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's got big, long ape arms. But we learned that it only has one attack of opportunity, basically. Maybe right. this guy's got more. Charlie. <laughs> he studied harder in school. Jimmy's dead, but Charlie's got more. Nestor is going to fly 30 feet back. Not full withdrawal. Just going to... All right, Leave, let the dice see if you get hit. Oh, you got a pretty good IC. Let's see if he's going to bite you as you run away. He is with a 35. So let's see if you actually get away. Okay. Um, so seven, uh, 15 points of damage, and then let me just make sure I'm allowed to snatch more than once. Uh, and, uh, yes, so he will try to snatch you and stop your movement, impede your movement. He does with a 37. So Nestor tries to pull back and he just bites and grabs you. And now you're both grappled. Okay. I'm going to do Blood Reader on it. Okay. (laughs) To annoy you. To doing that. (laughs) Just to to get back at me. 13 hit points. Oh. This thing's on its last pause. (laughs) Please get it. Please. Honestly. This is very unpleasant. And that's it. That's it for Old Nest. No. Metra, what are you going to do? Is it? Is it where it is on the map? Because where I'm looking at on the map, it's half. It's mostly in the fog of war. Yeah, because it's like up. So it's like, imagine Ah. the fog of war didn't exist there. It's up in the air. So we can go over there, too. Before sure. uh, I am, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really do, just doing this to show three dimensions. But Nestor, you have something. I'm going to do one more thing. Yeah. I have a, I have my dagger in my wrist sheath. Okay. So ching, and I'm going to take a melee attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I love it. Ooh, 34 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. Nestor. Uh, that is seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Okay. There you go. Nice. Okay. Uh. What do you think in Metro? Okay. Oh, uh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage? Yeah. I didn't take my all my... He uh, is staggered at zero okay. hit points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. He only had a few left. Yeah. He only had 13 left? Yeah. Wait, but did you DR reduce that, Troy? Doesn't he have oh, DR thank five you. Yes. everything? Thank you, Grant. Sorry. So he has five hit points. 
Okay. Uh, Metra then is first going to throw a fireball at the giants on the platform. Rude. Uh, so I need a, a reflex save from those gentlemen. Okay. Number one uh, rolled a 13. Fail. Number two rolled a 16. Fail. He's having a tough day. And the last one rolled a 19. Uh, that gets it exactly. Okay. So it's going to be, let me just uh, roll my 10d6 here. Gross. Very gross. Oh, wait, you know what? I rolled the... I was using the Yaguai's numbers. Um, I think it's the same, though. Yep, you're good. And uh, sorry, it was actually seven points of damage. It was. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to give him six back. Uh, the reflex save is not the same, but no, you said 19 passes? 19 passes. Okay, good. Okay, so it's 36 points of damage to the ones who failed and 18 points of damage to the ones who passed. Oh, 36 to the... Okay, great. And then I will use the Quicken Metamagic Rod to cast Magic Missile at the Yagwai. Nice. At the old Yagwai. Penetrate right through that DR. So oh. that's five missiles. Ooh, baby. So that's at least ten points of damage. Does that kill it, or do you need me to roll? Question, does Magic Missile allow spell resistance? Yes. yes. Please roll spell resistance. Okay. Uh, has a 33 suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fine. What is the total damage? Uh, uh, do you want me to, do you need me to roll it? Yeah. Minimum 10. Oh, then yeah. You just roll. Okay. Uh, where are my D4s? They're so hard to pick up. You know, he said minimum 10, right? Minimum 10. Mm-hmm. Cuts through DR. It cuts through DR. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. <gasps> it's going to block it entirely. Immune to missiles. Fortification. <laughs> Missile fortification. 16 points of damage. Okay, he is dying in the sky. So he falls. Yeah. Floating uh. there. Falls slowly. It no, he done. doesn't. He has wings. He just falls. He just falls. He doesn't fall slowly at all. Nine, no, he just falls. 9.8 meters like a, a second squared, Troy. Unconscious. Uh, so he just starts falling. At the, the same speed of something with a different weight. Exactly. <laughs> different, mass. different mass. Don't confuse mass. the mass. Uh, <laughs> all right, so he just... Starts falling. Uh, do you know? Figure out. Uh, I'm going to let Dalgo take his turn, but figure out how far he falls on this round. Oh, he would probably fall on his turn. Oh, that is a thing. You can look that up. Yeah, yeah. I I have a wrinkle that's going to affect it. So, Dalgo, it's your turn. All right. While you're doing the math, I'll keep the giants trained on old Dalgo Tetsbringer. Uh, he's going to. Let's see. He's going to. <laughs> he's gonna go. He's gonna go hog wild, and just try to really mess with these guys and be like, "Sorry, Giants, I've got an appointment with your boss." And he's gonna fly over their head, right at the door, <laughs> and just make them furiously angry. Uh, Forty feet up in the air. Forty feet up in well, the I'm air. Double check the uh, distance, but he can he can move 120 feet in around. So that's yeah. a tunnel that you went into. You know. Like a, there's a big archway in the tunnel, so you flew that. So way. it doesn't. So it's not forty feet high. They, no, I'll say it's. Uh, is there a spot I could be at the tunnel where they can't hit me with a melee attack at the height of the tunnel? Um, yeah, I'll say there is. Okay, so just that, out of their range. That's kind of where he goes. Okay, because uh, he just wants to get them all flummoxed and forgetting about the party. Okay, here's what happens to the Yagwai. You knock it unconscious. Knock it below zero hit points, and it starts falling. On its turn, fast healing an axe. 
and it wakes up 30 feet below, looks up at you, and we'll see you next week. Oh, man, that's... Oh, my God. That went... Yeah. Say, that's an hour? It's longer than an hour. Yeah. That flew by. That's yeah, why, flew by. why you do that? Yeah, why you do that? No. no. <laughs> Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.